0: Welcome to the Intentional House Podcast. Here, it's all about creating beautiful homes that actually help families love better. Here's your host, the home coach herself, Carly Thornock. What's up, homies? It's Carly, so glad that you are here. As always, this is the best place for you to be if you want a house infused with brilliant humanity, wonder-filled stories, and deeply rooted relationships. I just want to say this again because I mean each of these things from the depths of my soul. (laughs) I always like to say from nether to fern and Chase tells me that's my husband. He tells me that that's not a real thing, nether to fern, but it is. Okay, listen, if you want a house infused with brilliant humanity, this is where you have real life going on in your house and you love it. You can recognize that the natural processes of being a human are not working against you, but they are actually a beautiful part of your humanhood and a beautiful part of your adventure here on earth. If you want a house that's wonder filled, with stories that capture your attention and the attention of everybody else who comes into your home. This includes your children. This includes your guests. This even includes your mother-in-law. If you want your house to be rich with stories and teaching moments, you are in the right place. And if you want your relationships to be the focus of your interior design and your exterior design and your spatial layout design, this is where you need to be. Because we do not design based on function. We do not design based on form or beauty or trendiness. We re- we design based on relationship. And what that means is that how you interact with yourself, your God, your spouse, your children, and the people that you surround yourself with is of utmost importance. It is not about what is most efficient or what is most comfortable. It is not what is most trendy, what is on, on bar, on the hot list for the year of colors for your living. We don't care about those things. We care about how your daughter needs to be seen and loved and heard and appreciated and validated and how you can do that using the actual things in your actual home, the spaces between the walls to translate that love, to feel that love, and to invite her to feel loved. That's why we're here today. We're going to jump right into our little lifesaver because all the updates of the ranch are going to totally and directly relate to what I want to talk to you guys about today. So the little lifesaver of today is our very new composting bin. (laughs) (laughs) so as you know we live in the middle of actual nowhere and then you go on a dirt road past that and that's where the ranch is and we just today built our first composting bin i got a five gallon bucket from the home depot with a twisting lid attachment that part was from winco and i've been collecting my composting scraps for the past few days now this is food scraps um paper products uh, like wrapping paper, brown paper, cardboard, and just, just like all, all of our food scraps, right? Like the tops of apples or the cucumber that doesn't get eaten off my kid's plate. It all goes into the compost bucket. Now, we also you know, didn't have a place to dump it out. So I've just been like hoarding all of these food scraps in this bucket. And it was getting full and starting to get smelly. And I didn't want it to go bad and oxidate. Is this the right word? And go anaerobic. And so I knew that I needed a compost bin. Now, Chase has been out and about helping clients of his own. And he has finally returned home, which is great. And today he took some pallets and built me a compost bin. So out on our lot, we've decided with our with our lot plans where we want our long-term composting bin to be. Now out on the ranch, uh, we don't have garbage day. There is no garbage collector. You are the garbage collector. And so it makes a lot of sense to go as zero waste as possible because it's a haul in, haul out way of living. So everything that I bring... If there is a wrapper or a byproduct, I then have to transport it back out to the city to the landfill. So it's been a fun adventure to learn what I can compost and take care of on my own property and then what actually needs to be thrown away. And it's been really fun to do my best to minimize both of those things, but to have all of my life waste products go through a filtering system. So can I compost this? And... If I can't compost it, can I recycle it? If I can't recycle it and use it somewhere else on my property and or recycle it um, more formally, then I could throw it away. And it really makes me think four times, not even just twice, about what I bring out to the ranch. Because if I bring it out, I have to bring it back or use it or use it up. So um, it's been a great adventure. So this composting bin feels like an awesome step. And we typically have used in the past, we filled up like a, a garbage and a half over, well, let's see, it's a day and a half to fill up a garbage for us. There we go. That's the right way to say it. So over the course of three days, we would have filled up like two standard kitchen garbage garbage bags full of trash. And I feel like that's fine Like I don't feel any shame about that And I don't think anybody should feel any shame About the way that they're living But I also have just recognized That I don't want to be hauling out When I go into town Every 10 days or so Every two weeks um, I don't want to be hauling out so many garbage bags. Like my car is getting stinky. We're like attracting flies and animals. Like I, I don't, I don't want that anymore. It Doesn't work for me. So I wanted to change it up. And now, over the past week that we've been composting, I feel like I'm talking fast because I'm so excited. Um, you can always slow me down, I guess, if you want to. The joy of podcasts. Uh, we have we produced a two two garbage bags full. So instead of having that be in three days, it's been 10 days. And I feel proud of that. And it is not zero waste. I know that there's some people who produce like a mason jar full of garbage in a year, which is way cool. Um, And we are obviously not there yet. But to go from like three days producing two garbage bags full of garbage. Now we're producing that same amount in 10 days, a week and a half, like cool, right? So if you aren't composting, maybe consider composting. The most helpful thing that I learned about composting was to not think about it too hard. I watched a lot of YouTube videos, talked to a lot of my friends, read some books, and I realized you just start and you're going to do it wrong. And just like we talked about in last week's podcast, where you're going to do it wrong, it's going to be fine. You're going to correct it and you're going to do it better. You just have to start. Um, That's what we did. So I'm sure there's a lot, there's going to be a lot to learn and a lot of things I don't know. I don't know at this point, but I feel excited about it and I feel excited that we're, that I'm, that I'm using my waste that it's being utilized. And I, I know from start to finish where my products are going and that's fun. I'd encourage you to look into it and just start. There's cute little countertop composters where you just collect food scraps. You can take them. You can put them in a composting bag, and then you don't even have to clean out your compost bin. And you take them out to your yard, start a pile. You want green material, so this is like organic material, and also brown material, so this is things that is that are more dead and woody and uh, can can provide a little bit of. Uh, texture (laughs) to your compost pile of food and nutrition for these awesome good microorganisms that we're hoping to grow. Um, So these are things like the cardboard or sawdust or um, twigs and bark and mulch, things like this can go into your compost pile and you want about 50% of each and you stir it all up and you leave it for a day or two and stir it up again and just keep stirring until it turns this rich brown, soily color so that's what we're going for and I'll keep you posted I again this is a new journey for me so it's gonna be great it's my little lifesaver and it really has saved my life I just feel so happy after our last trip into town and my car's stinking smelling so awful I was mad about it and this is so much better so if you live An hour and a half away from civilization and this has been bothering you. I have the solution. (laughs) Okay, you guys. Today, I want to talk to you about the magic of house tours. This is something new to me as well. Something that we came up with as neighbors because we want to help each other. I live on a two-acre lot with all of my friends, <laughs> with with a bunch of people that I've really grown to love that I didn't previously know. We're on two-acre lots, and we're spread across about 700, 800 acres. Now, there's 250 lots, and about 150 of them are sold, but there are only 30 families or so out living at the ranch full-time right now. We have... Oh, maybe three houses that are finishing up being completely done. And the rest of us are living in trailers. And it is a big goal of ours to work together as a community in a collaborative to do life. And that is a big reason why all of us moved out here. We don't have the convenience of family close by. We don't have the convenience of a grocery store down the street. We don't have a post office. Like I told you before, we don't even have utilities. So, If it's not us, it's nobody. Like There aren't construction crews out here building houses. This is not a development. This is a do-it-yourself kind of project, Um, and that's what we signed up for, and we're excited about it. But we want to do it together. We don't want to do it ourselves. We want to do it together. This week, we lifted trusses onto a barn. This week, we built walls of an earthbag house. We try to help each other out, and so we've created this this little group where we just said it's time. Like winter's coming, and I feel like all of these um, parables, these Aesop's tales, you know, about the 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 what is it, grasshopper and the ant, where the grasshopper doesn't prepare for winter and it's summertime and he just wants to play, and the ant is working hard. Never before in my life have I thought in mid August like winter's coming. You should get ready except for when I see sweaters go on sale. And I've just thought like, what in the actual world? Why are we selling sweaters? This is ridiculous. But now I think about that because winter is coming. And when you're living far away in a trailer, that has very significant implications. So we get together, and we talk about these things, and we decided that in order to help each other best, we need to know one another. We really need to figure out how we can help each other better and in a way that's better than like, I can uh, I can help you pick out a couch. I can, uh, I don't know, help you wire your solar system. Like we all have talents that we know about, but there aren't things that, that things don't come to mind of what somebody might need until you actually are good friends with them, until you're talking and spending time together and realizing and recognizing Oh, I can help you with that. Or how can I help you with that? Or you can help me with that, right? These things come through relationship. These collaborative ideas come through relationship. So given the fact that we're all relatively new out here, given the fact that winter is coming and we have needs that we want to fill to keep ourselves safe and and comfortable this coming winter, we decided to supercharge our relationship building essentially, And what this looks like is going on house tours. So there are 10, 12 families in this little group. And we decided that for the last two weeks, we would, so for the next two weeks, whatever, right, we would go and every day we would tour somebody's homestead. So at 9 a.m., we show up at somebody's house and they tell us about what they've planted, how their solar systems are set up their house plans, their lot plans, the animals that they want, the way the traffic's going to flow, the windbreaks they're going to put up, how they decided on what existing buildings they were going to start with or what they were going to what they brought with them to the ranch. We get to see their beginnings of their root cellars. We get to see the toys that their kids leave all over the lot and into their trailer. We get to see their literal laundry on the laundry line. And it has been so unifying. Here's why. We understand what's been fun. We can see what's been a strength. And often people don't even recognize their own strengths. And it's been fun to point out to our friends, like, you are so good at this. And it's also been very compelling to see what's hard. And it's Been relationship building. There is magic in getting into each other's spaces. We all live in trailers right now. Like we all live neck deep in dust. And we're all elated to have a community washing machine. Like this is the big news. It's like there's a washing machine that's not two hours away, isn't that fantastic? Our world is dirty and scrappy, and we share it all. On these home tours, there's, I mean, like, where would you clean up things to go to? Like I told you, like, you can't just put trash in the bin and put it on the curb and do a quick tidy and like have your friends come over. Like there's nowhere to put your trash. You put your trash in a bag on your front doorstep. We see each other's trash. We see how, how, how we're living. Like there's just nowhere to hide. <laughs> we don't wear makeup. We don't, have many pretenses. And of course, we're still learning the ins and outs of how to get along with one another and the relationship element. And of course, we have different housekeeping styles and different decorating preferences and different focuses. But being in each other's spaces has taken down walls like nothing I've ever experienced. When we lived in the suburbs, we never like got, we would have friends over, right? Like we'd have some friends over to our house. But then it was always like an ordeal and we'd clean and we'd make dinner and everybody would come over and it would be a thing. And and that's great. And I think we should totally do that. But never did I say, hey, five closest friends in the neighborhood, let's tour each other's houses. Tuesday we will go to your house. Wednesday will come to mine. Thursday we will go to yours. And tell me what's going great. Tell me what's hard and what you're working on and what's confusing to you. Tell me what your kids are doing that's driving you crazy. Tell me about the weird quirky things about your house that give it character. Tell me your dreams with this space. Tell me where it started and how far you've already come. I have learned so much about my friends in two weeks. It's astonishing. It's been so wonderful because they've allowed us into their spaces. And... It's been fun to have people in my space. They get to see how wonderful my husband is at at electrifying things. What's the word for this? Mm, Wiring. That's what they call it. (laughs) Wiring things. Putting together systems. And they get to see what books are on my bookshelves. And they know automatically what's in common. They recognize the things that they resonate with. So after the people, all of my friends came through my house... They were saying things like, can I borrow that book? Can I work with you to create a libraries of hope library for the community? Let's do, let's do a book club on the soul of money. I love that book. I haven't read it in ages. Tell me more about how you got that couch in there. What did you do again with the, with the carpet in your trailer? How did you get that out? Like there's just so many conversation points that come up again the things we see, this is uh, speaks so much louder than the things that we say. The way that we behave and the energy that we put off is so much more of a big deal in our relationships than the, the show we're trying to put on. So when we genuinely, vulnerably, humbly, and excitedly allow others into our spheres, they get to know us and we get to know them. They say a picture is worth a thousand words, and I would say that a house is worth a million. Get into each other's houses, you guys. There's some crazy magic when you set foot in someone's home with unquestioned love, when it's unconditional love, when you know that everybody's house is messy, when you know that everybody is working on something and they're proud of something. There's just magic in this. And being willing to see one another and to be seen. There's some crazy magic when you share a meal on folding chairs under shade cloths. And it's fun when there's no time to prepare for it. For us to prepare a meal, like it would entail a three, four hour drive. There and back, right? To go into town to buy some special food and to come back for a specific occasion. It would be a lot of preparation. And so instead, it's like, yeah, where can we host this meeting? When do we want to all get together again to talk about what we learned about the home tours? Let's have dinner. Everybody brings something and let's see what we can come up with. It's like the ultimate potluck. The other day, we went to a meeting at night with all the families and the kids just play. And they got out like a couple bags of chips. We all bring our water bottles and some people brought their dinner and just ate on their laps while we were all sitting on camping chairs. And it was so delightful. And you know what? It's been hard meetings. Like it's it's a close relationship. And like any close relationship, there are hard things that come up. People want to do things different ways or they see things differently. But just like any relationship worth having – The differences make it delightful. There's some crazy magic when you let go of the bells and the whistles and you just allow others to think what they will think and to show up as the most deeply loving person you can fathom being. It's crazy magic, people. You learn about each other fast. You learn about yourself fast and you connect and you connect. So I've gleaned three major things from these home tours, and I wanted to share them with you. Number one: Everybody's messy. <laughs> this is not new. <laughs> We've been talking about this for years now, you guys. But everybody's messy. Look get over it. Everybody has laundry. Everybody's underwear gets gross. Everybody's clothes start to stink. Everybody has sheets that they need to change. Everybody has crumbs that are spilled. Everybody uses the dishes in their house. And if they don't, then that's an even bigger problem. Everybody has dirt that gets tracked in. Everybody has kids that are still learning. Everybody has counters that have the things on them that they want to be remember. They want to to have handy. They want to be close to. Everybody has mornings and everybody has evenings. And everybody has afternoons that make their houses look different at every time of day. Everybody has dirt. Everybody has hair. Everybody poops. Everybody has showers. Out here, everybody has mice. <laughs> Out here, everybody has trash. Like there's just things that everybody has. And it's just part of life. This is the brilliant, beautiful humanity. That is so easy to pretend that we don't have, but when we embrace it, it's so unifying. These are the things that we've been taught and conditioned to shove under the rugs and to not talk about and to be proper and polite, to not let anybody know that people have bloody noses or wet the bed, right? Like the parts of us that are so human that are so shared by everybody on the earth. Why don't we talk about those things? Who made up the rule? Who made up the rule? Right? We don't know. And so why are we following it? <laughs> Unless you have a really great reason that you love, like question these rules, you guys. Number two, the number two thing that I've learned, I've gleaned, is that everybody is different. Again, not new. But when you see how everybody does the basics differently, everybody brushes their teeth differently. Everybody washes their dishes differently. Everybody out here is figuring out their water differently and their power differently and their shelter differently. Everybody's budget is different. Everybody's vision varies. Everybody has different levels of desire when it comes to various different things like there are some people some of my dear friends who don't eat meat there are some of us who don't eat colors there are some of us who don't want airborne smoke like or fertilizers on neighborhood's property neighboring properties There are some of us who are sensitive to electromagnetic pulses pulsatings That sounds really exciting. Um, There are some of us that are frequencies. That's what I was looking for. There's some of us that are just, we're all different. And when we try to all fit into a cookie cutter plan with the cookie cutter house and the cookie cutter expectations and the cookie cutter manners and the cookie cutter children, it does not work. This is ridiculous that we try to do this. So look for each other's differences. I don't care where you live. I don't care if you're in an apartment loft in Manhattan. I don't care if you live on an actual ranch with actual green things growing on it in the middle of Texas. I don't care if you're in the middle of nowhere like me or I don't care if you're in the suburbs of Detroit. Like wherever you live, see the differences between you and the people next to you no matter how similar you think your situations might be. They're not. And everybody is different. And this leads me to my third realization again. That again isn't, news, but just is so reinforcing and so connecting. And that is that everybody is compelling. Our differences are what make us unique and like fun. There are fascinating stories baked into everybody's choices. And when you get into each other's spaces, you get to see that. And you can ask questions like, where did you get that spoon holder, spoon rest? Whatever those things are that people put in the middle of their stoves. Like, where did you get that? And then they say, oh, it was hand thrown and I got that in a trip to Norway and blah, blah, blah. Like there's a story. When you see things, ask questions. There are reasons. There are, there are choices that were made on purpose. There are there are why's. There's a big re- a why, a big reason why they did the things that they did. So ask them. And get to know them. But you will never know this about your friends. Your closest friends unless you ask. Oh why do you choose to do that? Why do you hang your clothes that way? Why do you take the time to prioritize this over that? What's your thinking? How are you feeling about it? This is how we get to know one another. There's a neighbor of mine who figured out. How to grow trees in plastic tubes. So that the leaves don't get scorched. And the bunnies don't eat them. Some people have figured out that they can plant their plants in trenches because the tumbleweed were thriving in them. So they just planted their tomatoes right next to the tumbleweed and they're growing these beautiful tomatoes in a ditch in the middle of the desert. Like this is compelling and you learn about how they think. You learn about what they prioritize, how they think about the world by seeing how they plant their tomato. There are some people who choose to flood irrigate. There are some who choose to do keyhole gardening. There are some who choose to do aquaponics and others who only grow in shade cloth greenhouses. Like, why? What's the story? Like, how did you learn that? You wouldn't believe all the like multi-generational conditioning and value systems that come out when you ask questions like, why did you choose to do that? Some people built their barns first. Some people brought out three trailers. Some people want to have rocket stoves for fuel and for heat. And some people want to just do solar exclusively. Some people are nervous about different things, and so that's compelled them to make certain choices. And you know what? All of it is beneficial to me. And I love learning from them. I feel honored that they would let me in their space. So here's your challenge. Get five of your friends together. Even if they're your good friends, even if you've been in each other's houses a million times, I would encourage you to do this with people who live close to you so you can get it done soon. And because these are the people that you're sharing your everyday life with. These are the ones your kids are playing with each other. And you see each other when you're out on walks and getting your mail, all the things. Like choose five people that you regularly interact with and decide to tour each other's houses with the purpose of helping one another thrive and learning new ways of doing things. And learning about each other. Maybe this is discovering different ways of organizing the kids' clothes. Or maybe it's a different technique of mopping the floor. Maybe it's a new way to style your bed pillows. Or a fun container that your one friend uses for finishing salt. What is finishing salt? And why would anybody have it on their counter? Maybe you'll learn some ways that are available to you to handle recycling or composting. Maybe you'll be sparked an inspiration for layout of furniture. Everything. Here's what I want you to do. Before you have your friends come over to your house. Don't clean. Don't fret. Come as you are. See it as it is. That's the rule. Think of two things you're excited to show, two intentional decisions that you made, some, some great stories that you have, like, I wanted to do this tiling in my bathroom and then I saw this on clearance and I realized that I could install it myself. And so this is my first take at installing a tile floor. Here's what I learned, like stuff like this. Or even if it's, we chose this refrigerator because our other one died and we had to make a choice in one day, otherwise everything we had would go super rotten and bad. This is what was available. Here's what we have. Here's what we like about it. Here's what we learned. Just even ex- experiences with a moral, like two things. And then ask for help with two things. Two different areas you'd like input on the things that are driving nuts. And then show off your house and watch the relationship flourish. You're going to find that right at your fingertips are all of the answers and if not the exact answers inspiration and support for you to answer all of your burning house questions and all of the insecurities and all of the emptiness holes you've been feeling they will be filled because now you have somebody to talk to somebody to hear you somebody to live your life with we aren't meant to be alone in boxes we are meant to be together so today today Before the clock strikes midnight, call or text these five people. Tell them about this podcast. Tell them you want to create a group of intentional house moms with houses of knowing. These are the things that we know. We know the houses are messy. We know that everyone is different. We know that there is interest in every corner of every house and value in in all the stories. We know that we care about one another. This is a house of knowing. You guys call your friends. Do it today. Do it messy, do it wrong, and do it now. I'll talk to you next week.